Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only in studio sides of Silva. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am so excited you are here. Welcome behind the velvet rope. Welcome to Bravo. Welcome to the Real Housewives of New York. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, sitting, you know, this is going to premiere when everyone listens to this, it will have premiered last night. But really, in real time, this is premiering in around six days. Like, are you ready? Like, are you do you know what is to come? Like, I'm what like, are you feeling? I'm beyond excited. I'm very, very ready to um, show the world what we've been working on. You know, this is something that's been we've been working on for quite some time. And kind of trying to be quiet about the whole thing is a little bit hard. So, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for everyone to see the new era. Before we get to the new era, because, you know, America, the world is meeting all of you guys for the first time. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a content creator, scout the city. Talk, talk to me. So I am a content, a full-time content creator. That is what I do for a living. I know people don't think that is a job, but it is very much so a very hard job. Um, I have been doing it for about 10 years now. I originally started as an OG blogger, you know, and everybody was like taking photos and writing articles. Um, and it was just about me and my daughter. We were kind of chronicling our lives in New York City, a lot about fashion. And it just kind of evolved over the years um, to what it is now. And I do predominantly in the luxury market, a lot of luxury fashion. So I do all of the fashion months, you know, Paris, Milan. I work with some really great brands that I'm so appreciative of. I got very lucky to get into this space because it is very hard to break into. Um, But my day-to-day is always so different, and um, I'm always traveling, doing new things. It is a dream job. Yeah, you know, when I go out and I tell people that I'm a podcaster, I say, I literally follow it up with, like, trust me, that's a real job. So I get it. People think, you know, and because of what I do, it's also a lot of, like, online content. It's it's a real exhausting job. It's a job. You know, a friend of mine was like, oh, my God, what should my caption be? Should I post this? Should I not post this? Mind you, she's just doing it for fun. And then an hour later, she still cannot post one photo. And she's like, I don't know how you do this for a living. And then mind you, I'm, like, posting four, five, six times a day. I saw your on the Bravo, I think it was on the Bravo website, your home tour in Brooklyn and your closet and you're like, the closet just gets messy by the end of the week. Oh, it's a mess. I can't seem to keep it together. I don't know how Jenna keeps her closet together, but me, I do about five to six changes a day, especially if I'm creating content. Wow. It just, and I'm trying to run through it. It, it just becomes organized piles on the floor. 
As a fashion girl, I was asked this once, what if you could wear just one brand for the rest of your life? It's a hard question. This might be the hardest question we're about oh, to face here. Oh, gosh. That's such a hard brand. Uh, it's a hard, I mean, a right? hard question. Um I'm a Dior girl forever. I am a Dior girl. There, there's so much versatility that I can uh, uh, mix and match with some of the old archives. So I guess I have to say Dior. I knew. You. I thought I wrote it down. That's why I was looking. <laughs> I normally I write down what I think someone's answer is going to be. That's a hundred percent. Just from looking and following you, that's. I thought you were going to say Dior. I mean, I work with them quite often. I've gotten to know them. I love the team. I love the clothing. I love the creative director. So I mean. If I can play in archives all day from cruise to archives, I'll be fine. I'm such a Louis enthusiast, but I just, because I'm like, I need to branch out. I just got my first Dior bag. It's from like the new, it's like, it's like, it has the elephants on it, the orange with like the yellow ribbon. Isn't that a nice one? Yes, that is a really nice one. So that's, I'm like, okay, I'm branching out from Louis Vuitton. Let me borrow it. You can borrow it (laughs) any day that you want. So I know you were born in LA, you've lived in New York, you lived all over, but like New York really feels like home. Yes. Um, I've been in New York off and on since I was two. My parents um, were also raised in New York City. They were born and raised in New York City. My mother uh, was Puerto Rican, so she was very much so a New York Rican and her family. So New York is definitely home for me. I went to school here, graduated high school, went to college here. So, yeah, New York is definitely a place that raised me. I love it. So Real Housewives of New York came into our lives in 2008. Just doing the math, you were, you know, probably late 20s. Yes, so, I mean, did you, were you a fan? Did you watch? Like, and what type of, were you an avid watcher if you were a watcher? Did you dip in and out? I was a dipper. I dipped in and out. I mean, at that time, I was like a club rat. I was a party animal. I was a bartender in New York City. I was like 27, I think, around 27 years old, going on dates all the time. Like, I was just living my life. So, I mean, I would get home at 6 in the morning and wake up at noon and start watching it. You know, it was it was almost like my background music. Um, so, yeah, I did dip in, dip in and dip out quite often. Was there anything from like that first incarnation that like stands out like, oh, my God, like one shocking moment that stuck with you? You know, I'm really. I think the most thing that start, that 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 stuck with me all these years is how much Bethany has grown. I mean, do we remember that episode when she was like. I'm going to get evicted. I'm broke. You know, I have no money. Like she was really struggling and that was real life. And to see where she is now is so admirable. Like she's really hustled her way. So I think that really stood out to me. And also we're watching people's lives on television. Not too many people can be very real and say, I'm broke. Like I need some help here. For whatever reason, it feels as if everyone is has this whole facade, you know, like everyone just needs to pretend that there's something that they're not to impress who, though, whereas I felt Bethany very much so was what you saw. And I, I don't know, it just always stuck in the back of my head. Yeah, like living in the real apartment with like the park, you know, like those square parquet floors that we all know too well from our time in our early days in New York. We've all had these kinds of moments, you know, this is this is real life. And so I just, you know, I applaud her for just being herself. And I think of when she was selling whatever she was selling in that supermarket and then driving around. I mean, I don't think you could pay me enough to drive around in that car in the Hamptons. We were just talking about the Hamptons before, just like that skinny girl car. I mean, that before you are famous or wealthy, like to drive around in that car, I don't, I don't have, I'm not sure I have that self esteem. It's very humbling. It's It's a humbling experience. It's very humbling. What about, you know, did you get, like, did you know any of the OGs, like, or any of the original cast members, like, before this whole experience? No, I didn't know any of them before. Wow. Not one. Did anyone reach out, like, once it was announced? Like, did someone reach out to you? You know, Heather... Thompson. Heather Dubrow and I follow one another, and she reached out. She DM'd me with a very, very sweet message. And, you know, she's just like, basically, you know, good luck, enjoy, enjoy the ride. You know, this is a crazy journey that, you know, no one really knows about unless you're in it and you're doing it. You know, it's hard to explain unless you're experiencing it. So I thought she was really sweet. Dorinda was really nice at Upfronts. She had some great words um, of advice, of and she was great. Um, and I think for the most part, that was pretty, 
pretty much it. What advice did Dorinda Medley give to you? She told me just be myself. Be authentic. Be myself because when you're not, everyone will see right through you. That is good advice. I think the audience at this point with Housewives is just too smart. And I think that is the one thing that I think turns people off is inauthenticity. Like you said, whether you're trying to act more wealthy than you are or more fabulous or whatever it is or that something doesn't bother you. I'm like, just feel it, right? Just feel it. Just it's okay to be yourself. When you look back to some highlights of like, you know, the first season, like Aviva throws her leg. We have scary <laughs> islands. I mean, you know, you watch some of it. Like, did you really know what to expect in this? You know, like, did you go in with preconceived notions? And like, was it what you expected? I didn't know what to. Oh, for me, for yeah. my experience. Um, you know, I think I'm my my career has been such camera facing that nothing was really shocking to me. And I also do my own YouTube videos, so I kind of know how this works. The only thing that was a little bit, after a while, became a little bit, not a nuisance, but just a lot, was having a crew of like 30, (laughs) you know, everywhere you go. Or when you go out at restaurants, everyone is staring. So it's not like an intimate moment that you're having with your husband on a date. All of a sudden, it's you, the entire restaurant, and your crew. So I think that took some adjustment to get used to. Um, But after a while, you're just like, fuck it, I'm here. (laughs) You're like, who cares? Right, like you're there and like everyone's staring. Why is there a million cameras following around this woman? Exactly. I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Right now, how many unused subscriptions do you each think you have? You buy a product one time, you watch a TV streaming service for a month. Did you read the fine print? Do you know that you're being charged every month? Do you know that it was a recurring subscription? Did you know that and mean to cancel and yet not cancel? I mean, it happens to me literally almost every other week. And it's not even like that you personally forget about these things. It's that when I do finally remember, the the, the fine print is so detailed. Like I can't find which page to go to, how to cancel it. I mean, I think they do that on purpose. Rocket Money has cleaned all of this mess up and has saved me a ton of money, mostly with like the TV streaming services, Peacock, Hulu, Netflix. I can keep going. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage all your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. That's rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. Rocketmoney.com slash velvet rope. You know, our bi-weekly co-host, Miss Sarah Frazier, always tells me on air that I'm aging in reverse. Those are her words, not mine. You've heard her say them. I don't have that much of an ego. And, you know, I actually feel bad because the last time she said that, well, all the time she said that, I never actually explained why. I wish I could thank my mom, say I have gray jeans, but honestly and truly, it's because of one skin. Now, here's the thing. I don't get into the science behind all of this. I just want to look good. But in their labs, skin scientists found that the OS.01 peptide reverses skin's biological age by reducing the number of a certain amount of cells by up to 50%. Now, I don't really need to hear any more. I hear scientists, peptide, and reversing skin's biological age. Sign me up. But here's the thing. It really does work. Their eye topical supplement and their face topical supplement feels like such a high-end product. And they're fragrance-free. 
So there's no irritation for sensitive skin. Now for a limited time, my listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with my code VELVET. Just go to oneskin.co and insert code VELVET. Again, oneskin.co, insert code VELVET. And you'll get 15% off. So season 13 of Roni came. We all watched it. I thought it was great, but the fans, you know, most of the fans didn't. There was outcry. I cannot tell you the amount of time that I spent on this podcast because I like to predict things. So I'm like, this is what's going to happen. These are the people that are going to leave. This is who's going to stay. This is what they're going to do. I mean, in a million, and often I'm right, but often I'm wrong. But I mean, in in a million years, I never expected there to be two Ronies or a whole reboot. So I mean, you know, as someone who watched the show and just, you know, knew what Bravo was like, where were you? Like, were you shocked when you heard that they were announcing, you know, I was completely, completely shocked. I mean, these women have been here for 13 years. You know, these are OGs who paved the way. So for me, there's no way I would have thought that it would have been a complete clean slate. At least, you know, bringing yeah. some others in. But I guess at the same time, I now looking at it, I understand. I don't think that you could have mixed us really well. I don't think so either. I just don't think that that works. I think they've they kind of tried that. I mean, that's kind of yeah. what they tried with like Leah and Ebony, and they tried it in other franchises. I really don't think it works. It just it's not the dynamic. It's like, not. It's not, and it just you know. But we're a good dynamic. You guys are a good dynamic. I've watched, you know, the first three episodes. So, I mean, now, how did you get involved? So, I mean, like, they announced, you know, a a whole new cast. I mean, did your wheels start turning? Did you start saying, wait a second, I'm good for that? Did someone reach out? Like, talk to me about how you got involved. Well, um, actually, someone reached out prior to that. And then at that time, it was just kind of, you know, it was a while before that. I was just like, I don't know if this makes sense for me. Um, and then fast forward, I heard about, you know, the whole reboot. And then I was like, wait a minute, now I'm intrigued. This seems, this seems amazing. This could be, this could be interesting, you know? So they reached out, we chatted again, you know, we started thinking about people in my circle and, you know, um, other people's circles and see, you know, how that would work and what that would look like. And it just all came together very organically. Did they reach out to you for season 13, like before this? Yes. Wow. Yes. You could have been our Ebony Williams. <laughs> I mean, technically, right? Well, it wasn't. It was just kind of, are you interested? You know, it didn't go right. very far. It just, you know, was, are you interested in this? Right. And, uh, you know, it didn't go, it didn't go anywhere. And a whole reboot kind of excited you. That was very exciting to me. Was, like, when you were in it, because, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, their first season, like yourself. Like, when you were in it, like, you knew Housewives, like, was it, what was different about what you expected? Was it just the cameras? Was it, I mean, was the drama more intense than you expected? I guess it was the fact that I was so lax. I was very lax through the whole season. I mean, I very much so, I thought that I would not look at the cameras or just forget that they would be there, but I was conscious of them. However, I was very much so myself. Like, I was hangry all the time. Like, I was cranky sometimes. I didn't think that I would be able to let my guard down as much as I did. So that was actually very surprising for me. I'm not sure how I could ever really think the cameras are not there. Like even 10 years in, like you're still, there's cameras, right? Yeah, I I agree with that one. I mean, you can't help but see them at the corner of your eye. They're definitely there. But I guess once you get into the moments, it's not that you forget they're there. You just really are. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. How much did you know your castmates? Because, I mean, that always comes up on, like, all these reality shows. Right. You know, like, did you know, like, Bryn, like, take me through, like, did you know this group of people? I just knew of them. We weren't all besties. Right. Definitely not besties. We just knew of one another. We all run in the same circle. Um, me, Jenna, Jessel, we all work in fashion, whereas Aaron works in real estate, so our paths never cross, but we have mutual friends. Um, Bryn and I worked together on a campaign because she was a marketing director um but still we never hung out so it was just like six degrees of separation almost for each and every one of us so imagine kind of getting together and then getting to know each other for three and a half months non-stop 
Wow. You're like, hey. That sounds fun, though. I think you guys should really get to know each other. We think you should be real besties. You're like, here we go. Here we go. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Did you have any, you know, because you knew, like you said, Jessel and like Jenna. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of fashion people here on this podcast. Like once it was announced, I mean, that was one of my questions. Like I think I asked Nicole Miller, Fern Malice, like big wigs in the fashion world. Like what do you think of Jenna being part of this? Now, most of them were like, what? Others were like, that can't be true. I don't know what that react. I don't even think it was shade. It was just like from fashion people that are like really entrenched in fashion. They were always like, Jenna Lyons is going to be a housewife. It's a wild card, right? Yeah. It feels like she's the most um, unlikely candidate to be (laughs) on the housewives. Right. But I get it. I mean, when we, well, when I think about Jenna Lyons and back in the day, you know, um, I just thought Jenna Lyons was this, this boss bitch that was like running J. Crew. So I would never picture her on a non-script show. Um, And now here she is. Here she is. Here she is. And I mean, I think because like I did delve further with some of these fashion gurus. I mean, I think it was more like, oh, isn't she too serious? Like I think. And then a lot of them were just like, well, one of them, I I think it was Nicole Miller who said, maybe Housewives is changing what they're looking for. Like, you know, which brings us into this whole new era as it's being tagged. Like, you know, I think. People think of housewives as just getting drunk and throwing yeah. glasses and flipping tables. Like, was there that? Like, does did this feel different than your? Yeah, this like, is completely vision of housewives? completely different. This is a brand new show, so we're not to be compared. We don't we don't want to be compared, and we're also not trying to. Right. We're not trying to fill those shoes. Those shoes have been filled by our, the OGs. Like, we're just starting something new. That is, so it is a new show. It is a new era. Um, we're definitely not throwing drinks and shaking up the tables. You know, our tension is real life tension. It's a lot of he say, she say sometimes or, you know, why do you have an attitude about this? Or, you know, things that things that real friends argue about when they spend too much time together. So it's totally. it, but it, at the end of the day, it's light. It's not dark. It's not something that you're like, let me turn off my TV. I'm done with this. Instead, it's, okay, this happens with me and my friends. It's relatable moments. And at the same time, it's funny. I think just Housewives in general, not even New York, like it's in a period where I think Bravo and I think the audience wants it to return to like the good old days where yeah. like we're fighting over who's late, who ripped a bow off a cake, like light stuff, like you said. Because I think a lot of franchises have gone too dark and Nobody Just, wants to see that. Right. We want to be light. We want to be entertained. We want to have fun. There's too much dark stuff going on in the world. We don't want totally. to turn on the television from our favorite non-script shows and be like, what the hell is happening? Who's sleeping with whose husband? And like, who's stabbing who in the back? Like, yeah. it's just, it's too much. I, I, I'm not into that whatsoever. I we just want to have fun. escape our daily problems, exactly. right? I'm just like, I'm the girl who wants to have fun. Just what is your drink of choice? Oh, drink of choice is definitely a dirty martini. Okay, Belvedere. I love it. I love it. I'm a close. I'm Belvedere, not dirty. Belvedere, just in a martini glass, chilled with a lime twist. So kind of close. No olives, no I dirty. I love for this. Me, right? Like it's close. black coffee. This, oh yeah. Oh. Like just straight vodka. I'm a purist. You know what I really think it's from though? It's like way back. I mean, this goes back. It's just, you listen, if you want to drink coffee, black coffee is technically, there's no cream. It's the least caloric. Yeah. Vodka, straight vodka is one of the least caloric. So I think it, that is honestly where it started. And then you just develop a and taste for it. And then you get it. used yeah. to it. Yeah. Huh. But a nice, listen, I have friends that love a good dirty martini, right? I love a good dirty martini. There's okay. no calories in olive juice. No, there isn't. True. You can switch and over And I'm, I'm okay want. with calories. It's just, I think psychologically, <laughs> this is where this all started for me. What about, you know, so you talk about like this is a new era. You guys are not trying to be the OGs, and I totally get that. What about, you know, Andy Cohn said, you know, and there was no shade meant in this. Like when, you know, I think he was asked or he came out and said something like, you know, it feels, you know, it feels like a different show. You know, and then, oh, I don't know if you're aware, like the whole social media went like, oh, you know, it's kind of like. When I ask you to fix me up after this with someone, you know, all your friends <laughs> sigh and you say, and I'm like, is he cute? And you're going to say, he's really nice or he has a great, oh, he has person- a good personality. Right. I'm going to say, listen, Sai, you're not overselling this. So I don't know if I doubt Andy Cote meant shade on this, but when he said it was different, it feels like a totally different show. 
the internet really took to that and had a life of its own, didn't it? I think that we just overthought that one. You know, I think one, when someone asked Andy, he kind of just didn't really know exactly what to say at that moment. But he knows, and it is a very different show. It doesn't feel like the old show at all. And it's a fun show. I mean, you've seen three episodes. Yes. It's bringing back a little bit of fun, and it's light. So I think everybody just needs to wait and watch. I know a lot of people don't like change, but change is a part of life. So let's just wait, and let's just watch. I think that is really, I mean, I even wrote that down. I think that is really what it is. I just think that people don't like change, even if yeah. one cast member is replaced. I think that's just what it is, and change is inevitable. And It is. Like it's changes. just, yeah, it's part of life. I mean, look at when the Instagram changes its colors. Oh, God. Instagram went from blue to rainbow, and everyone freaked out, you know? So it's it's just, it's something about change for for certain people that they just kind of completely freak out about it, but. I ignored those comments. I'm losing sleep over threads. Are you on threads? Yet? I'm on I'm threads not, all is it, day. Is it all great? Day. Oh my God. I love threads. Ugh, I forgot how much me. I like to write down what's going through my brain. And it's a lot of nonsense. You should see the kind of things I Google. Really? Okay. It's I'm going to have to get on threads. Like, no, I really, really like it. It's fun. It's chaotic. It's just, I don't know. It's a good time. You and everyone else. I'm having a good time there. Oh, my gosh. It's like I I didn't want to get on Clubhouse. Remember Clubhouse? Oh, yeah. And then I did. And then I was like, I actually hate this. I didn't like that one at all. And so, but this, I think this is, people are raving about this. I mean, it it really took off. Did you see how many downloads it got in the first day? I'm going to have to like. It's insane. Get on the boat. I need to join Threads. Please do. We're a reality TV podcast here, right? So who is the toughest chef that we can think of? My mind goes to Hell's Kitchen's Gordon Ramsay. So I don't know, call me crazy, but like if you're going to think of what pots and pans get past someone like Gordon Ramsay, those are the pots and pans I'd want to use, right? Enter Hexclad. They're actually the pans that Gordon Ramsay uses at home and in his Michelin star restaurants. Hexclad has revolutionized the cookware industry with its patented hybrid cookware. Incredibly durable, combining the performance of stainless steel and the easy to clean of nonstick. I actually just gave my friend Lisa out here in the Hamptons has a brand new house. I actually just gave the 13 piece hex set to her as a housewarming gift. She told me it was the best housewarming gift she got. The 13 piece set has everything you would need. Eight inch pan, 12 inch pan, pots. Also, and just really focus on this, Hexclad comes with a lifetime warranty. For a limited time, my listeners get 10% off their entire order with code VELVET at hexclad.com. Just go to H-E-X-C-L-A-D.com and use code VELVET. Your kitchen will truly never be the same. What do you want people to take away as they watch you on the new season? That's a really good question. You know, I just want people to see a different side of New York City. And look, I know Alex showed Brooklyn back in the day, but Brooklyn has changed drastically. You know, so many people live in Brooklyn now. It's a different vibe than what it was in the past. It's vibrant. It's lively. And I am someone who grew up in Brooklyn. I think people look at me and automatically judge my photos because I don't smile too much or I don't do this. But at the end of the day, I'm actually really funny. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> as soon as you walked in, I was like, okay, I'm going to love her. I and actually, I, I'm not just saying that. I don't say that to everyone. I have a bubbly like, personality. But when you look at my photos on Instagram, I curate them in a way that I kind of just look like I'm just a huge bitch. But really, I, I'm I'm not. And, and Brooklyn is just a great place. It's a place that raised me. I grew up there and I've really watched it evolve over the years. So... I'm going to show a little of who I am and what that looks like. So I'm actually very excited to show people me beyond the social media handles. This is the first time we are seeing a Brooklyn, New York housewife since Alex McCord. Yes. Are you going to be labeled Alex McCord of season 14? I feel like people already are doing it. You do? Yeah. Some people are reaching out to me and like, the only Brooklyn I know is Alex. And I was like, come on. There's more, There's more to that. There's more to this than just Alex. Like, she's not the only person who lives in Brooklyn. No. Do you, who do you feel like from the first whole incarnation? I mean, you could add anyone. Like, do you feel, who would you associate with the most? Is is it Bethany? I mean. 
I like Bethany. I mean, I follow Bethany on TikTok. I think she speaks her mind. She's funny. I like watching her go through all her luggage. You know, she's... I think she does she, her makeup tutorials Yeah, now. her makeup. And she's constantly like, yuck, this, this, I don't like this. She's just... She's in her own world, you know? And, and you can't hate on someone who's... She's just living life. She is living and life. And I'm here to live life. I'm here to live life, too. But, I mean, I think that's good because, like, I know Jenna's in the West Village. And we have, I think it's Aaron who's in Tribeca or... Oh, no. Bryn is in West Village. Jenna is in Soho. Uba is on... Um, West. Yeah, Central Park. Um, Chelsea for Giselle. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think, in and of itself, like, for people that don't live here, you know, it's not a bunch of Upper East Siders. I no. think that in and of I'm sure they went out of their way to make sure of that, but I think that's great. It's really great that we all live in different places. Yeah. I mean, it's a trek when someone wants to do something in their house, especially if it's me. And I'm like, who wants to come to Brooklyn? And, you know, everyone has to trickle on down. But, but you get more space as you... Made it clear. I said, listen, do. and you got all that white. You love a good white. I do. You don't you? I do. But my kids are scared to death to get it dirty. So we're good here. I like, listen, my, I'm all about gray on white. Like I like, my home is like every shade of gray and then white. So I'm kind of right there with a little pop of color. That's There's nothing it. wrong with that. No. Just no. a little accent of color. Like here's a splash. Yeah, there's nothing. It's all good. I'm a very laid back person in the world. Like, I don't care if you're an hour late to me. Like, I'm like, whatever. But I do run a tight ship at home for me, myself, and I. I'm like one of those where it's like, shoes off. You could eat oh, off the floor. Same. I'm like a crazy person in my house. Same. Like, if something happened to me. I don't know when this happened, but people that know me know, like, there's a lot of rules if you come to No, I me. think that – let's talk about this for a second. Shoes need to come off. This is New York City. We take the train. 100%. We walk around. Like, the ground is disgusting. Disgusting. When you walk in someone's house, immediately take your shoes off. Yes. I don't care if you need to go get a pedicure before or get some clean socks. Just be prepared. If you're going to someone's house, you need to take your shoes off. I have people come to stay with me in the Hamptons, and I literally am like, listen, with all due respect, I'm going to now text you like six rules, and they're like, are you insane? And no. Like, just, it's going to be a great weekend. We're going to have a great time. You just have to follow six very short rules. Just like. Shoes is like at the, you know, you can't smoke, and then go smoke wherever you want. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not judging. Yeah, there's definitely you can't no smoking. smoke in the house. Yeah, like, just these are some rules that I would ask of anyone, you know? I'm with you on these. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to abide by these rules. Like, no shoes, no. No, shoes, are, shoes in the house are just gross. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I love red wine. We should probably be careful with red wine. I won't do, in my upstate house, I won't do red wine in my living room. No one's allowed. I mean, I I, I, I totally agree. Okay, I'm glad we're here. We're, we're on the same page here. Who out, of, who out of your castmates was kind of shocked you the most? Like, as you started to get to know this group of ladies, like, who, you know, who shocked you the most again i've watched the first three episodes bryn bryn shocked me the most i could why she just um bryn and i were we're close but she just getting to know her a little bit more she's a little bit she's just a fun time she's a little bit crazy She's a fun time. I mean, she claims that she's Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, she's a little crazy. <laughs> that she's looking for, that she's a trophy, a future trophy wife. She's looking to be a stay-at-home wife. She's looking to be a stay-at-home wife. So she's putting it all out there. Yeah. Is she really ready to settle down? I think so. I yeah. think she's on the prowl. Who would you, anyone famous, like if you could just think of, like who would you think would be a good fit for Bryn? I don't know. Like, you just have to be just as crazy as Brunette. Someone with a lot of money, maybe? Yeah, someone has to be, their pockets need to be deep. Like, the pockets need to be so high she can stand on it. I think she would love that, right? Yeah, I think she would, it would be ideal for her. That would be ideal for her. What about, you know, we've seen Scary Island and Cartagena. We saw a bunch of Real Housewives of New York, you know, almost lose their life in a boat. We saw, like, Luann <laughs> teach us about being cool and not uncool. Not uncool. <laughs> right? We've seen, you know, Ramona screaming to take a Xanax. Like, these trips that these Real Housewives of New York have been on, like, were you anxious to go on the girls' trip this year? You know what? This year was filled with... We were rolling off COVID and so many other yeah. things. I was actually dying to go on a vacation. You are. Yeah. I didn't have any, like, anxiety or reservations about it whatsoever. Like, I was – I could not wait to get on a trip. 
However, when you are on a trip with a bunch of ladies, you just need to know they and you're all staying together. Everyone's personality is so different. Our group is completely different from one another. There's no one who's just alike. Totally. So that was interesting to do that for a good five, six days of just all get us like going in. Um, totally. Yeah, it wasn't all fun. You know, there are there are moments where I was like, you need to get back off and just get out of my face. Like we all need some space here. You're like, please back off. Please, please. We did see, I think it was you in the trailer, just for everyone who hasn't seen the first three episodes, where you, you know, it comes up that, you know, Jenna didn't travel with you guys. You know, she took, you know, and you said you thought it was because she took, she wanted to take a first class flight. <laughs> then there was this minute. Listen, I, I really yeah. watched over here. So I'm not just giving you lip service just because you're here today. You know, then she, you know, there was this moment where she left to go to her own house or a different house. And you, I think somebody said it was because it was at the beach and had a beach view. And I mean, does Jenna Lyons think she's above the rest of you? I don't know. It's not that she thinks she's above the rest of us. Jenna just has a different way of operating. You know, Jenna's not used to being in girl groups. It's not her thing. She likes her space. She likes to be alone. Um, she, and she's been very vocal about it. She doesn't typically have girlfriends like this where she hangs out in these types of groups. Um, which I find bizarre. I mean, I'm, I'm a girl's girl, so I love to be around my girls at all times. Totally. And then, you know, flying first class, you know, I guess (laughs) some people have their preferences. Um, you know, of course we would all love to fly first class, but there was no first class ticket available that day. So why can't we all just fly c- comfort as a group? I listen, I when I need to go and it's this certain time, I'm like, I just care about getting there. This right. is literally the most important thing. It's a three I, hour flight. We got it right. It totally. was a three hour flight. Yeah. But, you know, some people have their pre- preferences and Jenna wanted to be in first class. So she left us. She did. She okay. did. I, I she just, did. You know, I just didn't know if she thought she was better than the rest of no, you. No, I don't think or... that she thinks that she's better. She's just, you know, she's a little bit older than everyone in the group, and she just has her ways. She does have her ways. Did you learn anything about yourself from this experience filming this reality show, The Real Housewives of New York, season 14, with these new friends of yours? Not really. I knew I was cranky, but I'm a little, real, I'm really cranky. <laughs> Really cranky, cranky is okay, I'm a right? Cranky New Yorker. Cranky is <laughs> listen. I love a cranky New Yorker. I mean, you're real. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very real. I don't think I learned anything new about myself that I didn't know. I'm very straightforward, and I say exactly how I'm feeling. You were accused of being bipolar. I know that is true. Someone accused me of being bipolar, which was really rude. I mean, that's a pretty ballsy thing to say to someone, right? I think it's actually a terrible thing to say, yeah. especially because my mother was bipolar. So I think that was like a really horrible thing to say. Um, but I'm definitely here to say I'm not bipolar. Okay. I mean, I was just going to say, it's like, you know, there are people like mental illness is a real thing. Of course In 2023 it is. that people are dealing with and finally speaking out about. So it is kind of a yeah, shocking th- thing to throw out there. I thought it was a very rude thing to say. Like you can't, you can't make a statement on someone's mental that's one not true or two kind of putting it in a light that it's that it's funny because it's not like mental illness is a real thing and something people can't help right and it's something that i also had to deal with with my own mom so for someone to say that i thought it was uh, it, it was just distasteful yeah that's very distasteful i feel but i'm sure you had a good comeback you know sometimes you just gotta ignore the haters Sometimes you just got to ignore the haters. What would you have changed about? Would you have changed anything about this first season? Like, do you regret anything you did? Hmm, I try not to live my life with regrets, for one. Um, if there's anything that I regret doing or, or wish I could change, I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't live my life with the rats. I really, I feel like even if it was horrible and had a horrible outcome, to me, it's like if I was authentic in the moment and I made decision A. Right. 
I'm okay with it. Right. Like there was a re- I really am one of those strange people that believes everything happens for a reason, even if you make a huge mistake. I think you just grow from it. Yeah. If you just, you figure out, okay, maybe this wasn't the time or that wasn't the time. And then you just, you, you grow from that, whatever it is that you said. But no, for the, for the most part, I don't, I don't regret anything that was, that was done. You know, I said exactly, I was myself. I was yeah. just being authentic and literally just again what dorinda said to me be yourself and that's exactly what i was advice from dorinda medley i know why are you talking why are people so shocked i like her no listen i i loved i saw dorinda last night i mean i i think she gives good advice she does honestly she gave me some good advice you know there is no shade here today for miss dorinda none Looking at the scout in the city or scout the city and your Instagram, like your husband is not so prevalent on these social media platforms. So is he? I imagine just I'm making up my own backstory, but here you are. Let's discuss. I imagine like he is more reserved and doesn't really buy in. You know, it's not his job like it is yours. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm an influencer. I'm a content creator. My husband is not. You know, I talk about fashion all day. My husband wears Lululemon. You know. Why should (laughs) he loves Lululemon? You know, he loves these like non sweat heat tech or whatever tops they are. Like, actually, these pants are Lululemon now that I think about it. The ABC Slim Fit. He loves that. And that wasn't even sponsored. We need Lululemon here. Lululemon was a sponsor (laughs) during the holidays. They they are not at currently, but they they should be. We love Lululemon over here. But um, I call call, Lululemon calls. I'll give Lululemon a call. Um, But no, he's. This is not his world, and it doesn't make sense for me to constantly show my husband's face or talk about my relationship on my platforms when that's not what my platform is about. You know, I don't talk about the news. I don't talk about my relationship. Politics. I don't talk about politics. You know, that's – I'm here to chat fashion, you know, and I make you laugh. We talk about a little bit of beauty and wellness every now and then and call it a day, but I just don't feel the need to – show my private life for no apparent reason, you know? Um, I think people don't understand that although social media is very much so about sharing, I still curate what people see at the end of the day. Like, I am in control of what I want you to see. Right. You know? Um, Whereas now I'm doing a show where it's kind of like, my Pandora box is completely open. Honey, let me tell you one thing. <laughs> you have no control in the edit. <laughs> I'm not sure if you realize that, but let me, I mean. I am well aware, and I think that, I think that might have been the one thing that I was probably hesitant about because I'm so used to controlling this narrative yeah. that this is for the first time in my career, I'm not able to control the narrative at all. I can only be myself and hope for the best. That is really all you can do. Yeah, it really is the exact opposite of being a content creator for yourself, really. Uh, it's like, ooh, sorry, um, yeah. Yeah, they're like, no, we're, we're, this is not B-roll, honey. We're no, going to go with this. We're going to go with You're like, ooh, please don't put that in there. Yeah, we're going to put that in there. So did your, I mean, that was your hesitation. Like, did your husband have hesitations just because, you know, he's not on your social media? Maybe he's more like, did he, how, how does he, like, how did, you know, did he adjust to this process? At first he, because he is very private, you know, at first he said no. He was like, no, I'm not into this whatsoever. And then my daughter was like, oh my God, but it might catapult my career. Mind you, she's 11. I'm like, what? career do you have does she want to be an actress she wants to be an actress she wants to be on broadway she's very much so into the art she modeled for a very long time but now she wants to just focus on acting um so she is so into it my son is six you know he's just whatever right goes with the flow um and then you know after a while we started talking about i started talking about the reboot and he goes you know what i support whatever it is that you want to do wow and so that's that's where we are is your daughter more excited than you to be on camera on The Real Housewives of New York? She City? is. She's very excited. I love it. I know. I was like, hey, we're airing on, you know, July 16th. She goes, am I on that episode? <laughs> Can I watch it? Are you going to have a huge <laughs> premiere party? Have you done Have you done any celebrating yet? Are well, you going to? We have a premiere party with, our, with the network and the cast coming up this week. And then um, the actual premiere day, I'm going to be upstate with my neighbors and we're all going to watch it together. Just invite them over and watch it. Yeah. Actually, they're throwing me a premiere party. Oh. Well, so, that's nice of them. Yeah. It's very sweet. I thought it was great. So we're just going to live life upstate and chill. I love it. 
Well, I'm glad your husband said I support whatever you do and you've joined. What about, you know, like recently, I mean, just very recently, like Kyle and Mauricio, you know, from Beverly Hills announced, you know, that they're separating after 27 years of marriage. Did that cause you either to like check in with your husband and say, you know, hey, like, you know, you hear about the housewife's marriage curse. Like, is that something you guys, I mean, I'm not even saying it's a real thing, but like, you know, people have had in the housewives world that our housewives visceral reactions to Colin Mauricio and said, like, I talked to someone who said, oh, I checked in my husband and just said, hey, are we okay? Are we on the same page? I don't subscribe to that. You know, well, Kyle and Mauricio have been together for 27 years. Who are we to say that that wouldn't have happened without the show? You know, people get a divorce without the show. Sometimes people come on these shows and they're already in turmoil in their relationship. And then people blame it on the show. You know, so it's I can't I can't really make a comment on what someone is going through in their own personal relationship and then blame it on the show. I'm not going to subscribe to any of that. All I know is that I personally have been with my husband for 14 years. We're in a super solid relationship. My husband is not on any social media platform, not even Facebook. He will never check Bravo's comments. That is not his thing. He doesn't subscribe to that whatsoever. He wakes up and he goes on CNN and ESPN. Like that is his world. So for me, I think because my husband and I live in two different worlds, it really does work well for us. You know, he's not involved in my business. I'm not involved in his. Our life is our family. And then when it's time for me to go out and do my job, that's what I do. Sometimes I'm like, hey, do you want to come with me to this event? He's like, I'd rather not. You know, he he doesn't want to be involved in this world. That's not his thing. You know, he supports me. He's very much so going to be seen on camera. But other than that, it's not going to be fighting people on the Internet. A lot of the husbands do go there. No, he's not going to go there. I like it. I, I always say, and this, I really think I mean this. I'm not sure, but I think I do. If I, if this wasn't my job, I'm not sure you would ever see. I literally think people would say, what happened to him? Because I personally see no point at all whatsoever to being on social media if it is not somehow t- directly or very closely directly tied to your job. Really, I think I would just... I understand you never that. see me. Yeah, that, I, I completely understand that. It's a total business tool for me. And that's really, I'm kind of like you. Like, I don't really share, you know, every now and then I'll be like, oh, here I am. And yeah. but it still kind of ties back to. It ties this. into the job. Yeah. Right. It's part of the job. That, I don't really post my person. I mean, it's, I don't care. Like, you can ask me a question. I'll answer. I just am like, it's not the point of this Instagram page yeah. here today. You just have, having, yeah. having a private life outside of social media is very meaningful. Like, it keeps you sane. It keeps you grounded. When there are people who put everything that happens to them, their relationship, their personal problems on social, you're going to lose your mind because you don't have any escape at the end of the day. And I take it one step further. I really believe, you know, those people that are just every post is look at like my hot husband. My, I'm like, you are not uh, happy in your relationship. No, you're miserable. I'm sorry. You're miserable. I don't know any way else to analyze that, right? I agree. I'm not into the, look at us. We're so hot. Look at us. Yeah. 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 I'm not if into really that. it's really a good thing in your life, you're not, you don't need people's approval. You right? don't. You don't. I agree with you. Right. What about, you know, last season, season 13, I know we talked about that, you know, we had Ebony and Leah and, you know, the fans cried out, you know, we don't want to see, you know, race, politics, we don't want to see any of this in Housewives. And, you know, here we are and the ratings were low and now we've rebooted. Like, do you agree with that? You know, at the end of the day, though, we can't throw race underneath the sweep it under the rug. You know, we do have issues in this country. It is what it is. There just so happens to be someone who is very outspoken about it. And race makes people very uncomfortable. And so when someone is uncomfortable, they want to turn the television off and look the other way, right? So I think there's nothing wrong with discussing it and having a a respectful conversation about race. We all have different, our own different opinions. Um, So if it was to come on our show and we need to discuss it, then so be it. But do I think that we need to constantly talk about it in every episode? No. Then then I'm not that's not what this show is about. We're not CNN. Right. And do you agree and I'm not saying this cuz I know her personally, but it's not about me. Like do you agree with like the sentiment from like the fans where they're like, you know, 
Ebony ruined housewives. We didn't want to hear about any of this. This is why the whole thing explode, you know, imploded. This is why we do have a reboot, which everyone needs should to watch because it is actually phenomenal and it, people are going to love it. Trust Thank me. Thank you. Thank but you. But do you know? I mean, do you agree with that sentiment that like Ebony ruined housewives and the whole thing blew up and here we are with starting over? How can we possibly blame one person for this franchise? It. it it's obvious there was some turmoil or there were things going on already with ratings for them to even bring Ebony and Leah on, right? So totally. to blame the entire franchise for one woman is insane to me. Also, we were going through a time where Black Lives Matter was a big deal. Like, this is a thing that needed to be discussed, and she discussed it. And she was discussing this with women who, let's be honest, at the end of the day, it was an all-white cast, and it is what it is. It's New York City. This is not what New York City looks like at yeah. all. There's no representation. There's no diversity. So Ebony came in and she shook shit up and people had their panties in a bunch. So no, I'm not going to blame this this woman. I feel bad that everybody's blaming her for, for destroying season 13 or all of Roni OG. It's just, it had its run. I agree. Listen, and, and I know her very well in the real world. Just from doing this, we became friends. Like, that is authentically her. Like, to your point, like, th there was no agenda that she had. Like, these are the things that she talks about in her right. daily life. This is Ebony. So if you want someone to be authentic, to your point, when the cameras are rolling, that was so. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I think she was just educating people. I mean, I think it just, again, viewers were uncomfortable. And therefore, they blamed her. That's I how agree. I personally feel. I, I I agree with you. Well, to your point, you know, now you are part of a cast that is, you know, we have our first Indian housewife in Giselle. I mean, I know, you know, you are Afro-Latina, you're Puerto Rican, and you are Brazilian. We have, you know, we have Uba from Somalia, who is, I just found out, cousins with Chanel Ayan from yeah, Dubai amazing, Housewives. Right? Like, this is, so, I mean, that has to feel nice because, like, yes, people who do not live in New York City, this is New York City. It 100%. is. 100%. This is what, we're a melting pot. This is what New York City looks like. You know, I read one comment that was like, oh, no, Bravo's too woke. What does that mean? <laughs> Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand what that means at all, because this is what we look like in New York. We don't care. We're like, this is a rainbow here. Whether you're orange, blue, green, gay, who cares? Like, this is just what we represent in New York City, and this is the norm. This is our norm. So for someone to say, oh, my gosh, they're finally, they're acting too woke. I was just so, I was, I didn't respond to the comment, but at the same time, it was kind of cringe for me because this is what I, this is how I grew up, you know? I grew up in a melting pot where on Fridays, we had to bring in whatever our mom cooked from our background. So I would bring in rice and beans, you know? My Russian friend would bring borscht, you know? It was... That was just the norm for us. This really is New York. This right? is it's, New York this City. This is what you see walking around exactly. the streets. You know, and I think Bravo is just in general for other franchises has done a great job of representing. But I mean, especially in New York, this is truly, truly the reality of life here. And it needs to represent that. And I think that Bravo did a really good job with it. And even on the Upper East Side. Yep. I mean, times have changed, people. Like, this is not, this isn't Gossip Girl, you know. XOXO. On, on this, such a good show. <laughs> it was such a good show. It was a great show. It was one of my favorite shows. It was one a good show. One of my show. favorite shows. I mean, do you just want to be Blair Waldorf for what? Because I did. Every I day. Did. She wore these, like, silk pajama, like, nightgown that I was like, oh, my gosh, how is it not wrinkled and messed up from being in the drawer all day? It made me steam my nightgowns after that. I was like, I just want to. I've had Dorota on this show, the actress who plays Dorota. Oh my gosh. Susanna. She was great. I'm like, can we just, I just, yeah, I just want to talk we, about this yeah. for like an hour with you. I love Gossip Girl. So that's good. I mean, have you heard from Ebony or have you heard from anyone else? Like, I mean, you said Heather Dubrow, Dorinda. No, I've never heard from Ebony. Um, I believe, I believe Uba has, but no, not necessarily me. Just to kind of say this advice. You know, I think everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. You know, and the show hasn't really come out yet. And I know that it's like we haven't really gone hard with marketing until the last month or so. So I think everyone's just kind of wants to see who you are first. Do you think you mentioned some social media comments? You know, people 
two years in, five years in, like you say your husband isn't going to, which I think that's really the best advice that I would give to anyone that's actually not. I mean, do you think you'll go down that road? I mean, because... And get off social? No, go down the road of like, you know, you mentioned a comment you didn't respond to. Like, oh, the comments are, I mean... I get comments every five minutes, you know, and I'm just, I've gotten, listen, I've, it took me forever, but now it's like, I just ignore all the comments said easier said than, you know, it's not as easy. Like, do you think you're going to go down the social media rabbit hole of reading what people say, not even just about you, about your castmates and, you know, people. Oh yeah. I have, I'm sure I'll have those days where I'm on clapback mode and yeah. I just feel like, like I, I if I'm Oscar the Grouch there. that day, I will probably clap back at, at everyone. Uba does this thing sometimes where she goes on to Bravo and she starts answering the comments. It is the funniest thing ever because she answers them, but she's not cursing anyone out. She's just like responding to them, but in a funny way. So if someone goes, meh, she'll go, nah. Like, you know, she's just, <laughs> it's like she's mocking the bad comments. Can I just tell you, that is 100% what I do. I'm it's not kidding so you. It's so funny. Like someone will go on and I'll respond and I'll say, it sounds like you're upset today. Like, this is literally what I do. Why it's, so cranky? I'm literally the same way. Like, I, it's like therapy. Like, I ignore, ignore. And then if I'm in a mood where I'm like, I'm going to clap back today, it's like, this really is for me. Like, I'm like, just yesterday I didn't care. Today I'm just, you've got me and I'm in a mood. They get so yeah. mad too. So someone responded back to Uba and was like, oh, you have, you have too much time on your hands. And Uba's like, oh, I have nothing but time today, honey. And so she just goes right. down the line. And I have to be honest. I'm like, you're entertaining me today. Yeah, you're it's, entertaining it's funny. Me today. You're like, this is just. <laughs> and then like eventually a lot of the negatives will become positive. And yeah. I'm like, you just want to be. And that's where you're like, it's so not about you. You just want to be acknowledged. You just like, want to be acknowledged. Some need people need attention. Feel, yes. You need to feel something here today. Anything else like that I didn't cover that you want to share with us? Like anything? I mean. Are we going to get, you know, like, what What, what do you feel you want to share with us here today I that mean, we don't know I about you? I mean, there are some vulnerable moments that you're going to see. I'm not a crier. As a New Yorker, I don't really shed tears. It's not in my DNA. <laughs> it's like my tear ducts don't work. They're just, it's not. They're I, just dry I, eye. I, I don't cry at all. It's, I, it's, it's not, it's like a weird thing, right? I think it is. I, it, if I do need to cry, which is very rare... I will excuse myself and go cry real quick. And then I'll look in the mirror. I'm like, get over it. Let's go. And then I take a deep breath and then I'll come back out like nothing ever happened. So we're not going to see you cry. You're going to see me cry. Oh, wow. You're going to see me cry. It was so weird for me. Were you shocked? Like, that's got to have shocked you. Because, I mean, if I were to cry on TV, I'd be like, this is out of I just knew that it would never happen. Like, it's impossible for me to cry on TV. I don't even cry at home. And and my my husband can count on his hand how many times I've cried. Wow. So it's – for me to cry on – and and knowing I'm being filmed, it was a very weird thing. Do you think people will see – you know, like, are are things going to shock us as we watch this season? Yeah, I think you'll ha- there'll be some shocking moments. What about the fact that, you know, I mean, and this is kind of like Welcome to Housewives, that the real Housewives of New York season 14 cast made all these headlines that, you know, you started with one extra housewife. We all know Lizzie Savetsky. And then there was all these, you know, rumors that I'm sure you don't really want to share a lot of details here today. And I don't want to get you in trouble. But, I mean, were you shocked when, like, the cast changed mid-filming and now we have well, we one less housewife. We weren't mid-filming. We were, it was very, very early on right. that it happened. So we didn't really get far. We might have been one or two days into filming, actually. Oh, wow. So it was just something that had just started. It wasn't as big as like it was made out to be because it was a big thing for a while. I think it might have been a big thing because all of a sudden we were, we were seven and then poof, you we were, were six. And it was just announced, and this is already a big deal because this is the first time in franchise history that it's a clean slate. So there are a lot of eyeballs that are kind of already looking, and then there's so much speculation now that, you know, someone's not on the show, and why aren't they on the show? So I can I can see why that would be a big deal, but you know what? She was getting a lot of hate. She felt like this wasn't what she really wanted to do and she made the choice for her and her family so i respect that and totally yeah 
do you think, because there are other housewife shows that are, you know, we've seen better days, I feel, personally. I feel like the OC was better back in the day. I love the OC back in the day. Atlanta, I feel, is, you know, this season is not necessarily gelling for me personally. Do you feel that there are other, I mean, listen, here you are. I predict this is going to be a huge hit. I hope so. It's, listen, it's, people watch the first episode. It's just, you could have called this something different, right? Like, it would still be a great show. I think that it's being branded as The Real Housewives of New York will be great because now I think people are interested. And that is what it is. So it is a different era. So I think, I mean, do you think maybe we need a reboot in the OC, Atlanta, some other franchises? Because this is going to... This is going to breed life into this show now for many years to come. I mean, I think this is a question for Bravo. So I don't know. Maybe we are the lab rats. And, <laughs> you I know, we're so. going to we're going to see how New York does. I mean, to do a clean slate on New York is a real that's a big deal. This is a big city, you know. Yeah. Um, so I guess they're going to see how we do before even touching any other franchise. I definitely do think that some franchises need a little bit of cleaning up, but um, hey, that's not, it's not my network at the end of the day, you know? I'm just over here trying to survive. It's above our pay grade, It's right? above my pay grade, you know? Um, but we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. Well, as we wrap up, as, you know, BravoCon is coming up, it's in Vegas, everyone's going. Is there anyone from another franchise, like, are you excited to meet? Like, is there one housewife or someone from Vanderpump Rules, Southern? I mean, it could be a different, you know, it doesn't have to be housewives. But any Bravo celebrities you're excited to meet? Not really. I feel like we've all crossed paths at BravoCon last year. Yeah. And then up front, you know, I've seen Ariana and, like, good for her. I feel like she's exploded. You know she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, that is one thing I don't think I could ever do. I have you the don't? coordination of a of a fish. Like, I, I know, just but know. that's but that's why they're going to want you, Sai. That's no. what they want. I would cry. I would go in there and start crying because I cannot dance. Really? And I think it's a huge embarrassment. I'm not so sure that I would be any better than you. I think that we would probably be eliminated immediately and I... I would be so upset you would be that like, I did it. Get me back to New York. I would be so upset that I did. I would not have fun because I cannot dance. So I don't think I don't think that I would. Can do you it. sing? Not no. singer, maybe. No. You would think because my my voice is so high pitched. You would think maybe. You, I could see you. I could see you dancing and singing. I mean, I have no abilities at, at all. I'm so. completely tone deaf. Yeah. I'm just creative. Same here. That's Same it. Same here. We're just good content yeah. creators. We're peas in a pod over here. Where can everyone find you that can follow you, that can, you know, just stay in touch with you? You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, YouTube, all Scout the City. Actually, TikTok is Side to Silva. I might change my name to Side to Silva on Instagram soon just because Scout the City was my blog and I no longer really have a blog anymore. Um, But if you type Side to Silva, you can find me. It comes up, let me tell you. And you'll see lots of Dior. There's a lot of Dior. I love Dior. I'm a Dior girl. I know she's going to say Dior. I'm a Dior girl. Well, come back anytime. You'll come back at the end of the season. I'd love to check in with you at the end of the season to see. I would love that. Just how things have changed for you. Can we have a martini next time? We can have two martinis. How's that? I'm going to be drunk. Uh, Okay. (laughs) We'll have one martini and one glass of wine. Okay. I'll even treat. How's that? I like that. I like that. Let's make it happen. What else do you have going on? I mean, you know, you're busy with the premiere, but anything else you're working on that you want to share with us here today? So glad you asked. So I have teamed up with my best friend and we are producing and coming out with a podcast later this month. And it's called Harder Than We Thought because, I mean, life is harder than we thought. You know, I am a TV personality and content creator, and she's this huge entertainment attorney. You know, I'm married with kids. She's not married, has no kids. So it's a dynamic that is very interesting. We're both Sagittarius, so it's like extremely funny, witty, humorous. And we're just going to give you a dose of like what life looks like in your 40s. And just every day from one single entertainment exactly. attorney. and. From one single gal to one married gal. I'm so interested in all of her dating stories. We're going to yeah. talk. And she's so interested in my marriage life. And, you know, and it's just everything in general. You know, we we met at a strip 
party. Really? <laughs> we were twerking, and that's how we met. And you guys just became BFFs. And we became BFFs. And we've been inseparable ever since. So it is going to be a very, very good listen. Are you, have you recorded a lot of episodes? Like, I mean, feel feel free to call me for any advice on podcasts. I am. I mean, I, I mean, I need it all because honestly, it is harder than I thought. People think you just turn on a microphone and you talk and. Well, that's where the name came about. We were like sitting here trying to figure out a name and we could not agree on anything. And I was like, God, this is harder than we thought. And I was like, oh my God, that's my life. That's it. That is my Listen, life. Listen, life is harder than we thought, right? I mean. It really is. It's not that easy. So I'm going to be calling mm-hmm. you for all the podcast ideas. And You're going like, to love it. All the tips. I need it all. But I am a chatterbox. So I'm I'm happy to be doing this and doing this ride. Maybe I'll have you on. Listen, you. I, I go on podcasts all the time. You can ask me anything. We can talk about housewives. We can talk about dating. Oh, my God. I mean, I've got lots of dating stories, I too. I love dating stories. Whatever you want to talk about, I, I'm like like an open book when okay. i'm not here it's not, i mean today is about you Sai, but as a guest I'll, well next it'll be about you we can make it we'll, all about we'll swap. me let's swap it's coming out this month we think yes it's coming month. out this month within the week or two we're just finishing a few things up our producers doing some editing and then other than that everything else is all done cover art everything oh my god we're ready to rock and roll and yeah, it'll be, be on Apple, it'll be on Spotify, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts. Absolutely. You'll link it in your Instagram. Yep. And we'll you can follow us on Instagram on Harder Than We Thought. I love it. I'm available 24 7 to be a guest on your podcast. Can't Harder wait. Than We Thought. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. Come back anytime. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.